0: everyone, you're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. Drowning is a horrible way to die. It really, really is. You have involuntary breath-holding, unconsciousness, and then death. Again, I'll say, drowning is a horrific way to die. In a crowd this size, here in our other locations, we have different stages of, of people who are drowning. I'm not talking about physically, but even in a deeper sense. We have some here, you're drowning, you're sinking, and quite frankly, you're facing an eternity without Jesus. Others of us here, we've been rescued and redeemed. We've grabbed the, the life ring. And though we were sinking, we, we now are, are saved and rescued. So really, we have some who are rescued, who we're sinking. Who are drowning? And then we have others who are drowning, and and you're facing an eternity away from Jesus in a place the Bible calls hell. That's not easy to say. It's not easy to talk about. But that is the reality. When someone's drowning, the the, the first Emotion or, or, or the first thing they experience is that of surprise. Research drowning victims, they're, they're, they're shocked. They're like, I, I'm not drowning. Surely, surely it's not happening to me. And when someone's drowning, usually there's not a lot of noise. There's not a lot of screaming. There's a head bob or two and kind of some arms that are flailing. But that's about it. There's a, there's a shock. There's a surprise in people's lives. Likewise, when I'm telling some of you what the Bible says, that you're drowning and you're facing a Christless eternity, you're like, what? gotta be kidding me, Ed. I'm good. It's all good. I mean, me? Drowning? You've got to be kidding. I started a series called The Rescue, and we've been establishing several things about the rescue. We've said the Bible is a book about the rescue. If you read its pages, it's all about God rescuing mankind. God, at the perfect time, sent Jesus to die on the cross for our sins, to come back from the grave, giving us an opportunity as Ashley so beautifully put it, to, to receive Christ, to, to grasp the life ring. And we said, when it comes to rescue, the ring is the thing. Say that with me, the ring is the thing. Who is the ring? The ring is Jesus. He's Jesus, that's the ring. The ring is the thing. We also learned last week that the hope is the rope. The hope is the rope. The rope is tethered to the ring. God tossed the ring out to drowning hunks of humanity. And the the rope is tethered to the only thing Jesus ever built, the church. In this context, you could call it fellowship church. That's right. We're... A bunch of fellows, men and women, rowing the ship in the right direction, you could say that. So the ring is the thing, the hope is the rope, it's tethered to the only thing Jesus ever built, the local church, and then pull so the house will be full. Those of us who are believers, those of us who are part of this rescue society, the church, should be about pulling and rescuing others. We do this corporately. Obviously, we do it, you know, in a a big way. But also, Jesus challenges us to do this individually as well. In other words, part of my just life, because I'm a Christian, part of my existence, part of my standard equipment as a believer is this life ring. I mean, I just carry around the life ring. I carry around Jesus, whether I'm playing golf, whether I'm running a race, whether I'm competing in a triathlon, whether I'm playing golf, whether I'm in a boardroom, whether I'm in a classroom, whether I'm in a locker room, I, because I'm a believer, have the ring. And the ring is the? And the hope is the? pull, So the house will be full. Okay. Everybody who's involved here at Fellowship Church, you're pulling and helping with this rescue. I talked about last time too, and you can get the details if you'll go online, but I talked about being involved in an ocean rescue. I had the opportunity with a friend of mine to, to rescue a guy from drowning. He was sinking for the last time. He wasn't making any noise. I saw just a little bit of splashing. I looked at the horizon line, and this happened right in front of a marina Then after we rescued this guy, and after we made sure he was okay, we dropped him off on his boat. Then we made our way into the marina, and we established the fact that marinas are always occupied. Millions and millions of dollars just floating and rotting. As we approached this marina, we saw this couple on the bow of a boat, maybe a $400,000 model, and they, they both smiled and waved, and the guy whacked his, hopefully his wife, on the rear. And I thought to myself, how paradoxical. Because here they are, frolicking around on their boat, not paying attention to the horizon. Someone was drowning just right there in front of them yet they were so involved in just this Marina mentality, the caviar and champagne, that they missed this guy drowning. I just happened to glance at the horizon line, saw this individual. We went over there and saved his life. So I thought about a lot of Christians because a lot of Christians I know have this Marina mentality. A lot of Christians I know are just tied up and they're smiling and waving and whacking each other on the bottom while people that they know without Jesus are sinking to the bottom. They're literally drowning. We establish the fact also that Fellowship Church is not a yacht club. I've been to some yacht clubs before. Basically, you have these giant boats that are just sitting there and people party and do what they do on these yachts and that's pretty much it. But if you do some research about yacht clubs, a lot of them began as rescue societies. They began as people and as, as, as boaters who were like, okay, we're here just to rescue people. That's why we're here. Yet after the wind and the waves and the currents and all of the drama, a lot of them were like, you know, I'm tired of rescuing. I wanna play it safe, I'll just buy a bigger boat and let's form this yacht club. Now some of the people were like, yacht club? I'm not gonna form a yacht club, we're gonna still rescue people. So there's a, there's a differentiation between the, the rescue society and the yacht club, but I'm here to tell you at Fellowship Church, we are a rescue society, we're not a yacht club. Three things I want you to consider about where we are as I, as I keep going and adding some more to this. Number one, we have a culture in crisis. I get asked all the time, what is wrong with the world? We have a culture in serious crisis. What was right is now wrong. This whole religion of wokeism, and wokeism thwarts the gospel of Jesus Christ at every single turn. If you want more information on that, I talked about that for five straight weeks. The Bible says though, talking about a culture in crisis, the book of Psalms, Psalm 69, verse two. I sink in the miry depths where there is no foothold. I've come into the deep waters, the floods engulf me. We have a culture in crisis because basically one word, sin. And a lot of us without Jesus, in fact, all of us without Jesus are sinking in sin. You don't know it. I mean, you're probably surprised when I said, some of you are drowning, and if you don't make this decision to receive this life ring, you'll spend eternity in hell. So the stakes are Sky high, aren't they? As a kid, my parents bought me some Kmart boat cushions. And we put these cushions in our rowboat. Basically, I got tired of sitting on, 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 on the hard bottom of a boat. And so they were kind enough to, to, to help me. And they got me some Kmart cushions. Anytime we needed anything back in the day, we went to Kmart. I can still tell you, walked into Kmart, you know, I can tell you where the sporting goods section was. Those blue lights, we got a blue light special. Anyway, back in the good old days, some of you get it, some of you don't. But, but these red Kmart cushions had a big honking label on them. It said, this is not to be used as a flotation device. In other words, if you are capsized, if you're in a lake or in the ocean, don't even be thinking about using this Kmart boat cushion to keep you afloat. I mean, it'll, ha- it'll work for a little while, but not that long. So, if the truth were known, scores and scores of us, scores and scores of humans, scores and scores of people we're in contact with each and every day are using Kmart boat cushions To keep themselves afloat some use possessions and 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 money and that's and that's fine god's not anti-money or anti-possessions but if that's your sole deal you're 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 drowning others will use pleasure whether it's sexcapades or whether it's this fun fix or that fun fix and that that cushion will not keep you afloat. Others, especially the young young people here use popularity. They think, man, if I'm popular, like Drake or Kim Kardashian or whoever the hot color is in today's world, that'll do it. Well, that's not gonna do it. The only thing that will give us purpose and power, the only thing that'll rescue us is not a thing, it's the person of Jesus Christ. The ring is the thing. So we have a culture in crisis. So God knowing that, God knowing we lived in a sin-stained world, sent Jesus Christ, and then Jesus right before he, he ascended to the Father gave us a command. So we have a culture in crisis, but also we have a cause that's commanded. The Bible says in Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Now, this is the Great Commission, is what it's called the Great Commission. And for many of us, it's the Great Omission. Matthew 28, 19 through 20. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. We're to be in the disciple making business. Now, what is a disciple? A follower of Christ. A disciple is someone who's been radically rescued and they rescue radically. Let me say it again. A disciple is someone who's been radically rescued and they rescue radically. We're commanded to make disciples. Commanded. But I've got to ask this question. What's wrong with us? What's the problem here? Because to make this happen, we need, I guess the third thing, we need a crew that's committed. So you have a a culture in crisis, you got a cause that's commanded, we need a crew that's committed. And I'm so thankful, church, that so many of you are committed to doing what you do. If you do any research on life rings, Usually the size of the life rings matches the size of the craft, and we have a lot of life rings out there. And people who are smart and who are into rescue, they're always checking the life rings. Are they accessible? Can you see them? And then they're always measuring and looking at the rope. It's so vital that you have these precautions in order. And again, at Fellowship Church, as you serve, as you get involved, you're a part of the pool corporately. Because we, I mean, we make a deal with you. Here's what we say. You know people that are unique to you. I know people that are unique to me. You invite them to Fellowship Church, and those of us who are gifted in doing what we do will present an authentic biblically based creative and compelling message from knee high to tree high so your friends will understand what's going on. That's huge. And I'm so thankful we have a church like that. As I've said before, I'll brag on on you brag on me fellowship church is the deepest church i've ever seen and how can you say that well let me let scripture unpack it philemon the bible says philemon chapter one verse six i pray that you may be active in sharing your faith okay that means active in slinging the ring right so that you will have a full understanding of every good thing in Christ. The priority of the gospel is receiving it and then sharing it. It's that simple. But again, I'm a, I'm a why guy. Why aren't most people involved in this process? Because if you look around, you know most people are not. Most Christians are not involved in this rescue process. It's like, okay, Ed, that's your job. Okay, that's another person's job. I, I, you know, I'm just not into it. Why? Why? Because we have to come up with rescue rationales regarding why we're not involved in the process. Because I know most of you individually, now corporately, yes, but individually, most of you are not involved in this process. Okay, well it's commanded. All right. So you have to turn your back on God's command not to be involved individually in this process. So do I. It's pretty heavy. So we come up with excuses. Once once we're rescued, once we're on this cruise ship, we have these 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 rescues. Excuses. I've got people say God in a box. You see, I, I have God in this box, we throw him in there, tape him up, and we say, All right, here's God. God is sovereign. I believe in in election. I'm a five point Calvinist. That's it. And you know what? This ring just kind of by osmosis just is thrown. I really don't have that much responsibility to do it. And that's very sexy in the Bible belt where we live. Oh, because once you once you get into that game, the the Calvinistic game, once you get into the pre-election game, pre-determined game, once you get into all of that, then You begin to concentrate on intellect and knowledge and then you begin to ask and answer questions no one else is asking and answering. So everything becomes knowledge, 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 and then you just don't throw the ring. And we have a lot of reformed churches, young people, and it's so seductive to you because you know what? You don't have to do anything. It's just knowledge, 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 knowledge. The last thing a lot of you need is another Bible study. That's the last thing you need. You need to allow the Bible to study you, and the Bible will tell you to get up and involve yourself in this process. Another excuse we have is the knowledge excuse, as I said a second ago, just all these facts and figures and things like that, we would rather learn about the aqueduct system during Solomon's time, or, or uh, was Jonah really bald or not? I mean, we wanna chase all of these things, I guess to impress our friends at cocktail parties, but then again, Christians don't go to cocktail parties, but we have this, and we wanna know all this information. When the guy was drowning, I didn't go, hey, let me, let me give you the etymology of the life ring. Hey, let me tell you about the rope. You know what the Bible says? A cord of three strands is not easily broken. Did you know that? The guy was drowning. He needed rescuing. Another excuse is the danger excuse. It's just dangerous, man. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna face the wind. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna share my rescue story. What if they reject me? I'm I'm not gonna do that. I mean, I'm I'm a little bit scared. It, it is a little bit rough and what if they make fun of me? And what if they say this or that about me? I, I, I've had that a lot in my life. I've lived a Christian life since I became a Christian. And I became a Christian as a kid. I never went through this this, this crazy, you know, dope, smoking, cocaine, chasing, wheels off thing. I, I didn't do that. I just didn't by God's grace. As I during certain times, I had an opportunity to share my rescue story. Yeah, people would, would, would cancel me. Some people would make fun of me. But here's what I discovered. As I prayed for these people, as I still loved these people, I saw many of them turn back even years later and ask me significant, deep questions that only drowning people ask. But there is a danger involved and we want to play it safe. I mean, we want to be on this little cruise ship and we want to go, man, I'm just going to work on my spiritual tan. <laughs> well, how about your friends who are drowning? Well, I'm not going to you know, worry about them because look at this life ring. I can play Christian cornhole with this thing. And we're on, we're on this cruise ship, yay! Or maybe we play ring toss, and we trade in lifelines for lounge chairs. We trade in Jesus for <laughs> jacuzzis, you could say. And, and, and we rarely look over this ship and see people in our lives who are drowning without Christ. Of course, people will say the depth excuse. I've heard that my whole life. Oh man, you know, I just want something deep. Well, all water rescues are in the deep. Only deep churches are soul winning churches. It's just like the liberal agenda. You know, the liberals will point out in things and point out in areas and say things that they are doing even in a worse way. You know what I'm saying to you? In Christians, we have that that same ability, if that makes sense. We'll point out things, oh, that's a soul-winning church, they're not deep. Oh, that's a church of the rescue, they're not deep. Just the opposite is true, just the opposite. See, little babies have no concept of depth. Another one is the past. Oh, man, I can't do this because of the past. I mean, think about Ashley. She's been to prison, prostitute. Families, busted up. Relationships, busted up. She has every excuse possible to go, man, who am I to toss the ring? I mean, really? And so many of us have, such shame in our lives, we're like, who am I? I mean, who am I to toss the rings? Here's the great thing about God. No matter what you've gone through in your life, prostitution, drugs, prison, greed, immorality, you name what it is, even the death, for example, of of someone close to you in your life, like even the death of LeBeth, God is going to use that to connect you with people who will suddenly open up the gates as you share your rescue story and you can toss them the life ring. The rescue. You know, I've got... Just a couple of minutes left, and, and, and I, wanna, I wanna skip down to something. I have so much here I can share, but I'm gonna skip down to something. Okay, we have excuses and the devil does not want us to do this, right? The devil shows up two times during every worship service, I said last week, during the offering, and when you're talking about the gospel, every time, the devil does. And once you're rescued, watch this now, very, 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 very carefully. Once you're rescued, once you're rescued, okay, let's say, for example, you're rescued and, all right, you've let go of the Kmart boat cushion and, and I'm, I'm rescued, I have Jesus, okay? Now, this line is tethered to the church. Rings the thing, hope is the rope, pull so the house will be full, right? You got it? So, you're rescued, rings the thing. Hope is the rope, it's tethered to the church. Fellowship church, pull so the house will be full. All of a sudden we start pulling. You know the best way to pull is with your palms down, it's not up, little rescue hint. So as we're pulling, I'm talking about fellowship church, everybody, parking crew, greeters, those who work in children, student ministry, as we're pulling the devil himself, this is the tug of war she talked about. He doesn't want you or me to get involved in this process. He doesn't want us to turn and leave those toxic relationships, that addiction, that behavior. So you're gonna have all hell breaking loose. You're gonna have the tug of war of your life because before the rescue, the devil didn't have to work on you now. Oh yeah, and that's why so many of you right now, you know, you know you don't have a rescue story. And you know down deep that you're facing hell. You know down deep you're sinking in the mire. The worst death possible is drowning. And drowning without Jesus. Okay, but dad, what's in it for me? Why should I involve myself in this process? Number one, listen to me very carefully, write this down, priorities. When I involve myself, I'm talking about me, in the rescue, personally, it changes my priorities. It centers me biblically and theologically, if you're not sharing your faith, you'll go off the reservation very quickly and start chasing all of this weird and wacky stuff, the spooky natural that a lot of Christians chase. Are you feeling me? Evangelism changes that. It gives you good theology. You're not asking who are the elect? and who aren't. You're not talking about irresistible grace and the priesthood of the believer. No, no, all those things are fine. You're talking about the main thing. Number two, it gives me a humility before God. I'm self-centered. And when I pray about people in my life who I know who are going to hell, game changer. Suddenly I think about other people and you will too. Another one, if you wanna see the Holy Spirit move in your life life like you've never seen him move before, number one way, and I know theology, I've been to seminary and all this stuff, number one way to see the Holy Spirit move, you begin to share your faith. Number one way. Number one way. No wonder most Christians don't do it. The devil has you believing these lies and excuses. And then another way, I just thought about this one, it gives me an eternal purpose. I have an eternal purpose. When I'm involved, is this awesome or what? When I'm involved in the rescue, I wake up and I'm like, God, who are you going to introduce me to today? I mean, I meet someone like Scott. Okay, Scott's a cool guy. I know Scott, Scott's a Christian. Okay, let me use him as an example. If I meet Scott, first thing I'm thinking is, if I'm involved in this process, is he a Christian? So I've never locked eyes with someone who doesn't matter to God, never. If it's someone doing some maintenance task, at your office complex, if it's some multi-billionaire, whoever, whatever, I've never locked eyes with someone who does not matter to God. So when I get involved in evangelism, it's a game changer. I am touching eternity. I'm touching people they are either rescued or they need to be rescued. Who in your life, who in your life needs to be rescued. The ring is the thing, the hope is the rope, pull. So the house will be full. But I've gotta tell you, if you're not involved in the rescue, I would question if you're right with God. I don't care how much money you give to Fellowship Church, if you're not involved in the rescue, I've gotta wonder if you're right with God. I don't care how many hours you volunteer. If you're not involved in the rescue, I've gotta wonder if you're right with God. I don't care how many mission trips that you attend. If you're not involved in the rescue, you're not right with God. Rescue, rescue, rescue. Because the ring is the thing. Father, thank you for this message that I needed to hear. I thank you for this message that so many others needed to hear. And my prayer right now is for those who are sinking, who are drowning, and you don't know it. But maybe right now the Holy Spirit of God is saying, you know, you're drowning. And friends, if you don't have a time where you were rescued, it doesn't look good for you in eternity. You can pray this prayer right now with me and the rest you can take place. Just say, God, I admit to you that I'm a sinner, that I've been holding on to poor flotation devices and I let go of the sin, the shame. It doesn't matter who you are, where you've been and I receive you, Jesus. I wanna do what Allison did and what scores and scores of others have done. I give my life to you, Lord. I ask you to forgive me, to cleanse me. I give you everything I am and everything I'll ever be. If you prayed that prayer with me, while our heads are bowed and eyes are closed, would you lift your hand? If you prayed that prayer with me for the first time, all right, down front, in the back, yes. Just lift your hand, in the back, again, yes. In the back, on the side. That's phenomenal. Others here, We're believers, we have this standard equipment called the life ring, but we're not sharing it. We've allowed the devil to win in this tug of war exercise. It's time for us to pray these high risk prayers and to get involved and to just share our story. Thank you, Jesus, for this time. Bring us back next time as we continue to go deeper in this critically important topic. Amen. Thank you for listening and thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com.